Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier. Welcome back to another episode. We're just so glad to be here with you. We're glad to spend the time in the Word of God with you, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and happy to be fellowshipping with the Lord. My beloved is here, and we are ready to get started. My love, will you open us up in prayer, please? Absolutely. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for yet another time just to be in your presence. And we thank you that we could just remain there. That's right, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's, that's, that's the only place that we want to be, it's in your presence and fellowship with you and just hearing from you. Mm-hmm. So we, we welcome you and your Holy Spirit into this place today. So lead us and guide us into all truth, Mm -hmm. wisdom, knowledge, counsel, and for the understanding that you are giving us, writing your word on the tablet of our heart Mm -hmm. so we can be more conformed to the image of Jesus, the Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord, for this honor and this privilege. We thank you for the listeners and for their hearts towards you and their Mm -hmm. desire to grow more and deeper with you. Mm-hmm. in a more personal, deep, and intimate relationship. And what you're doing in their lives and in their walk and in their ministry that they have before you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. praise you. Yes, Lord. And give you all the glory and the honor. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are going to talk about strategy today. Um And the part of strategy to spiritual warfare that we're going to talk about is the, um, I'll say the basic components of the strategy that the Lord gives us to operate in. And if I could title, subtitle, I would say, take and occupy the territory that is right in front of you. That is our building block of building up to become the elite warrior force. And if you spend time with anybody who is an expert at their craft, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, military, special forces, they'll tell you what, honey? Well, you have to occupy the key terrain. And do the basics. If you're going to first identify that key terrain. That's right. And then you have to occupy it. And you do that, yes, by doing the basics very well. That's right. So um, I know that We've, we've talked about this before that, you know, we want to just get out there and go, ah, you know, take it to the <laughs> devil. But if we run out unprepared, you know, we don't, it won't be the, the experience that we had in mind. So we want to, mm-hmm. you know, make sure we give God every opportunity to work and that we learn from him and we just understand his ways. Well, he gives us a strategy for us to move from victory to victory. Amen. So, yeah, this. Well, I guess we're starting the section on strategy. Mm-hmm. And yep, key terrain or occupying the territory, right? Controlling it, locking it down mm-hmm. and so that you dictate what happens in your mm-hmm. your area of operations mm-hmm. is key. It is vital. And as we've been going through this, the God's Warrior Series, the boot camp, um, green team prep portion of this, basic training, mm-hmm. look, as you know, and we've we've gone over this multiple times. You have mm-hmm. been given power and authority in by the, the Lord. Jesus, you have been right. uh, power of attorney to utilize His name to mm-hmm. to control, right? As the Lord leads you to to guard and govern the area, the territory that He's given you. Amen. 
Amen, amen. So let's start with our um, opening scriptures, our springboard scriptures. We're going to read Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18, and then we're going to read Joshua 6, 1 through 5. All right. It says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents and it will... Oh, excuse me. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. And then Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, please. Amen. It says, Now Jericho was tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went out, and no one came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, with its king and the valiant warriors. You shall march around the city, all the men of war circling the city once. You shall do so for six days. Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall be when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up, every man, straight ahead. Amen. Thank you, my love. So we're going to connect these um, these scriptures that we read in Mark chapter 16. We've all probably um, heard the Great Commission by now. We've, we've been exposed to it, and we've talked about it before during our, our basic training series. And typically when we read that, we think about being missionaries, we think about having a journey like Paul's, and we want to, you know, go through the countryside and heal and, you know, lay hands. Be used and, mightily. Yes, exactly. And what the Lord is showing us also in connecting it with Joshua is that he has assigned a territory for you. And as you grow, he expects that you in each place occupy and fully govern, fully master and reign and rule through Christ Jesus and the the authority that he's placed in you over that territory. And then the Lord will expand you. Typically, we have the mindset that we are going to jump out there and we're going to say, God, you just do it, kind of. And and that's more akin to um, when the adversary asked the Messiah to throw himself off the cliff and mm-hmm. said, well, the angels will bear you up because the scripture does say that the angels <laughs> will bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against the stone. And the Lord said, no. That's he said, how this works. <laughs> he said, no, you should neither tempt the Lord your God, neither put him to the test. So that meant go where God asked you to go when he asked you to go in the season that he asked you to go because Amen. he's prepared a time of equipping and a season of preparation for you to be able to handle and master the smaller things and then move and expand out to bigger things. And then he will let you know when it's time to move into those other things. But until you master the smaller things, you're not qualified you're not ready to go into the bigger things 
David would be a key example of that. Oh. He had to master his slingshot out there with his sheep, and he had to master the lion and the bear before he was ready for Goliath. God didn't bring him out the womb Wah! and take him, <laughs> you know, even though he was still David, he didn't take him and to fight Goliath until David had conquered in the, the level that the Lord had already placed in his care. Amen. But then he didn't just stay there. He clearly... Uh, and by stay there, I mean, he's still utilizing a slingshot, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and smooth stones in future battles. No, he, he clearly became a master tactician and utilized multiple weapons. He, he was a warrior, right? Uh, an elite warrior, clearly, if you really study out the story of David. Mm-hmm. So he did learn and develop skills and skill sets with other weapons and tactics mm-hmm. with which... The Lord could now utilize even greater as the Lord continued to teach him and show him. And mm-hmm. but he there's also the practical side of employing what the or apply employing or applying what the Lord is teaching you and showing you. Amen. So David neither he did not jump ahead of God and say, Lord, just let me out of the gate. I'm ready. I can do it. <laughs> and he did not fail to grow where God asked him to grow. If you in your personal time, go back and read over um David's his journey when it came to um, fighting Goliath. At one point, he wasn't even able to handle Saul's armor, who was a significantly smaller man than Goliath. But then later on, you see him taking Goliath's armor when he was on the run from Saul, and Mm -hmm. now he was able to handle it and wield it. Because the sword, yes. Yeah, the sword, but that's still, that's a part of his... Part of his weapons, yes. Exactly. That's a part of his whole system, armory system that he was able to wear um, Mm -hmm. and use. Now he's able to take that and fully use it in a masterful way. So, and that wasn't just because of David physically getting older that now he was prepared. It was because he took the opportunity to grow with God as God was growing him. So we want to make sure that we do that. Now, back to Joshua chapter six, the end of verse five, um, really, I want to highlight the very last system, the very last sentence, I mean, of this verse which is, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Mm-hmm. And that meant take what's right in front of you. Don't try to be fancy and, and you know, Tarzan off the building. That Bob the, and weave and zigzag. Don't zigzag and... up the, go right up in front of you and just do what God put in your place in front of you to do. Um, again, I think sometimes if you're, if you're like me and you have a, a, a fighter by nature, if you will, and especially when it comes to spiritual things, you want to just go tear down everything that the adversary is doing. And I agree, be zealous for the things that the God that the Lord has for you, but don't be zealous without wisdom. But doesn't scripture also say this about the Lord's army in multiple places in scripture, right? It says how they'll run in the city, they're running the walls, but it talks about in other places how they won't even break ranks. Mm-hmm. So each one's just moving forward, just trampling over the enemy that is in front of them mm-hmm. and, and doing it in such uniform fashion that they don't even break stride. They don't break ranks. They're mm-hmm. not held up. They are just moving forward in what the Lord has for them. Amen. And that's and where God's warriors need to be or absolutely. get to that place. That is a very unique level of self-control and discipline Amen. to be able to do that and to understand what is the 
I'll say the flow, like what's the vibe that our military Mm -hmm. operates by and how our kingdom operates. This is how we do business. And that's exactly what we're learning um, as we walk with the Lord through this. So in Joshua, you see that the Lord gave some very specific instructions. And we've been talking about this and we've mentioned this before, occupy the territory that's right in front of you. But we kind of talked about it in passing. So we want to just focus on it um, more today. Um, he gave very specific instructions, but Joshua didn't make them up on his own. And the very specific instruction was to go right up in front of you. Um, when we read that, well, great. And that's after the shout, right? When they shouted, because he even talks this about This is after that. the wall comes down. Here's how right. you're going to enter. Here's how you and- enter. But even then it was, you. they had to follow step by step. Mm-hmm. Circle or be dressed out, men of war, mm-hmm, all this, mm-hmm. right? The seven the proper priests. rank and file. Exactly. Everybody's quiet. There was a standard in mm-hmm. how they were supposed to move out, a standard how they were to carry and conduct themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we say often in this ministry go where the Lord tells you to go, when mm-hmm. He tells you to go there, say what He has for you to say and do what mm-hmm. He has for you to do, mm-hmm. when and how he, he has purpose for you to say and or do it. And you have the same example given here with Joshua. Go in this manner, do these things, and he even mm-hmm. relays that to the people. Um, if you if we read ahead a little bit in verse ten, but Joshua commanded the people, saying, "You shall not shout, nor let your voice be heard, nor let a word proceed out of your mouth, until the day I tell you shout. Mm-hmm. Then you shall shout." Amen. Amen. So, just. Set your heart on that and focus on that. And I, I wanted to tell you this about Mark 16, and I think I maybe started my thought, but I didn't finish it. We think about crossing the deserts to go, you know, convert someone to Christ. But really what God is saying is occupy your territory, your home. Are you are you managing that terrain well? Are you ministering to your your husband, your children, your, you know. Your spouse, right. Your spouse or your, your I'm saying husband because yes. <laughs> I have a husband. Well, have but a are wife. you ministering yes. to your wife? Are you ministering to your children? Are you making sure um, that you're managing that in your household well in that regard? Because when you're faithful over a little, God can make you a ruler mm-hmm. over much. And that does not just mean being in charge of other people. It means that you are being a good steward over what the Lord has um, given you. But when it comes to the household um, in particular, are you casting fevers out of your children? Are you making sure that they are not sick? Are you making sure that your house is duly covered by the blood of Jesus Christ so that the adversary has no place to occupy? Are you ruling over strife in your home? Are you um, dealing with and a master in your the territory? That's your home, your work, your grocery store, your um how about your street your block your neighborhood your, neighborhood, your community your city your state province it, right um, right and even that is that's broadening out it, it, I just mean, it like expands the absolutely the but starts, location starts small mm-hmm. and and as the lord's like all right you're doing it now let's expand your territory mm-hmm. let him continue to do that but in order for that to happen we must first be positioned and functioning well right and so we're not trying to jump out and 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 govern the state or the federal level, but we're not able to manage our household exactly. level. So, right, we, we have to do first things first. Um, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it's a, a, another familiar verse of scripture that says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
And when we read that, we might say it's a now is used as an introduction. It's like, now when you go to the store, you know, <laughs> now when you get to the light, turn right. It's not, <laughs> it's not an introduction. It's actually a point of fact telling us when um, this is to happen. So now, today, when we read that in scripture, it's a reference to when we are to believe and release our faith towards whatever it is that God is telling us to do. When the Lord gave the commandment, and actually when um, Joshua went to the Lord to get the instructions Amen. was the time he was supposed to release his faith and know that he had it. So that's important for us to bring along with our strategy. Know that God is with you and know that you receive the ability, the answer, and the instruction that you need to manage the territory that the immediate place that he has you in, the straight in front of you, your house, your job, not controlling other people, but again, ruling over the spiritual environment in those places. No different than in scripture where he says, today is the day of your salvation, or today, if you'll hear his voice, talking Mm -hmm. about the Lord or his Absolutely. Holy Spirit, right? Absolutely. Today, like right now, you have this opportunity to step in, to, to exercise your faith and come into this this moment and this thing that the Lord wants to do in and through you. Mm-hmm. And so now is an, a reference to when you believe, not a reference to when the manifestation comes. So the way things work in the spiritual realm and in the kingdom of God is transacted, business is transacted by faith and that faith has to be Right now, not in the future, because if it's in the future, it's hope. So as we were looking back at um, what we read in Mark and, and Joshua, as we do these things, we know that God is with us. And our faith is the moment we pray, we receive. The moment we act on whatever the Lord has told us to do, we know that it's finished, whether or not we see it. And we let the timing of God be what we walk in as well. Because in Joshua, God was very specific about the timing. They didn't day one do day seven's steps. <laughs> they did day one on day one, day two on day two, right? They they proceeded with the Lord and they held to what he said to them as the overall instruction, but also kept their hearts listened and positioned um, to act as the Lord gave inspiration and insight in that moment. So we take the same strategy and it's important for us to see that God is not a different God. He wasn't different for Joshua than he is for us. He wasn't different for the Messiah than he is for us. He's the same God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. The Lord is our God and he does not change. So he is who he is. He may articulate it in interesting ways and show us things that may have been hidden, but he does not change and alter himself. So um, Joshua didn't tell himself how to enter and fight in the land of Canaan, and he did not set the terms. God did that. Joshua got the strategy or the target from the Lord, but the Lord did the work and the Lord did the planning and um, Joshua obeyed that and he received the Lord's plan and moved with God. So that's important that we, we look at it, that it's, we've looked at the Lord and Savior, we've looked at his life in detail and that was his pattern and then we see it here again. That's Joshua's pattern. That's what the Lord told him to do. And then if you, you look through other um, people that were, used mildly by the Lord, these elements and these factors are always there, not them just going willy-nilly on their own. So write that on the tablet of your heart. 
when we compare, as we walk with the Lord and we compare these people also that had these great victories, um, that the Lord used them. And I'll say the Lord manifested great victories through them. You'll see something that they also have in common is that the percentage of people who believe God compared to the, the percentage of people who did not believe God was, there was a great difference between them. Amen. Most of the time, people are not going to believe God with you. That's just, it is what it is. So don't look for the crowd to go with you. Don't look for them to cheer you on and put you on their shoulders and don't look for it to feel spectacular or you to feel so awesome when it's finished, you know, um, understand how the Lord moves. There are many miracles that the Lord Jesus did. That was just him and the person That's it. and the person that was receiving the miracle or him in a very small group, um, that he was training or the parents, if that, because he needed their authority to raise the child from the dead. It was often a very small group that went with him, but the majority of people were laughing and mocking, or they didn't believe, or... Or they just wanted to see for themselves, receive for themselves, right? Because how many times in scriptures it say, and he healed them all. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't show up for any other reason than for them, what they needed or required mm-hmm. in that moment. And how many didn't remain? Mm-hmm. And, you know, take your encouragement from the Lord. I know some, as believers, sometimes we look at um, what things seem like to us, how we perceive maybe someone else's ministry or how we perceive or we imagine in our mind things are going to look. And it seems like as we read and look back at the Apostle Paul's life, he had this huge crowd that was following him and cheering him. But no, really, he didn't. He had a huge crowd that was beating him often and stoning him. And trying him, to get his ministry shut down. Yeah, locking him in prison. And, you know, they were contrary to him. So whether or not humans approve you is not a signifier or a, an indicator of whether or not God has approved you. You have to be able to listen to the Holy Spirit on your own and listen to him ministering to you, confirming his word in your own life. I'm not saying that God won't send iron to sharpen iron. I'm not saying he won't give you someone to walk alongside you to encourage you. Here we are. We're encouraging you. Pursue Christ with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Absolutely. Love the Lord your God as he's instructed you. And know that he loves you and we're cheering for you. We're cheering you on. But the people that are in your immediate space, don't be surprised if they are unwilling to go with you. Don't be surprised if they don't want to believe God or they don't, or you can't have that conversation because you're the one that God sent into the, into the sea in the midst of unbelievers. Mm -hmm. Don't be surprised. Be steadfast in your walk with the Lord and make sure that you are getting his approval. I'll give you just a, a few quick examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to Christ, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus himself, well, there was much opposition. Mm-hmm. Although, yes, there were multitudes that came to see, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, many, even his own of his own disciples were in opposition at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. But um, so in addition to Jesus, first mm-hmm. and foremost, mm-hmm. uh, what about Moses? Mm-hmm. Much of the time, the people were in opposition. And it was the leaders of the day. I like, mean, in both cases, Moses and, I mean, the Messiah and Moses. <laughs> right, it was, exactly. It was the elders who had a problem with Moses. It was the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. The, with Jesus, yes. The chief priests. So mm-hmm. Elijah, same thing. That was why he he himself was like, Lord, I'm the only one. Or he's like, no, 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 I have others. <laughs> but but even right when he you read that. He felt alone, clearly. He, he felt alone. He, mm-hmm. for the most part, was walking alone. 
up to that time. Yeah, and while they were there in were the other, cave, he was out doing work. Exactly. There mm-hmm. were 7,000 others hidden in caves and all around. But even um, the the one that he showed himself to and then said, hey, I got to go before the king again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he had hidden 100 people in a couple different caves, right? A couple mm-hmm. different spots. So even they didn't have the, the mass numbers of mm-hmm. support together, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and I say that to say, don't be discouraged if you feel like you're the only one. Be okay if it's just mm. you and the Lord walking together. That's right. Like that. That's a whole different, not just mindset, but attitude or our heart toward the Lord. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a couple of places in the scripture where it says, the Lord says, I don't care if it's Moses and Samuel that sought me or mm-hmm. interceded. They'd only save themselves. And another place he says, if it was Daniel, Job, and Noah, they'd only save themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when you look at, at both of, you know, all of those individuals, there were times where they clearly felt alone. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, Daniel did have uh, Ananiah, Azariah, and uh, Mishael, mm-hmm. or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as they were mm-hmm. renamed, right? However, um, many times it was the three of them and Daniel doing their own thing. And then Daniel separate. was, right, yeah. having his own trials. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they didn't clearly confer and all that. Yeah, but we but, don't but, know where they went after that. Or Exactly. Know, Jeremiah is another mm-hmm. example, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like there there are, are many, even, even Elisha. Mm-hmm. Yes, he headed the school of the prophets. He did all those other things. And, and even in his time where it was Elijah and Elisha, where mm-hmm. he was being trained up, the other prophets in the school of the prophets didn't fully understand. And when he was like, hey, this happened. This is what the Lord, the Lord took Elijah. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe. Even mm-hmm. though they were, they knew he was going to go, they were in opposition to him. Saying, no, we still got to search for him. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, be okay, with, even if it's just you and the Lord. Amen. Get to that place. Amen. And we're not saying isolate yourselves. No, not That's at all. That's not what we're saying for one second. And we're not saying ignore wisdom. When God sends wisdom your direction, always have your heart open to him. But of course, we did say, we led by saying, make sure your relationship with the Lord is intact and you're getting confirmation from the Holy Spirit as to whether or not you're on track with him. Um, and let him be the ultimate leading and guiding um influence and voice in your life that you listen to because there are going to be times where it's everybody is against you right when christ mm-hmm. was being crucified everybody was against him Amen. everybody was against him everybody to his own exactly they had fled and abandoned him and i think um betrayal to that esteem is being contrary uh it's not being on his side they weren't championing championing him they weren't speaking up for him actually peter who was the probably the the lead of his his disciples cursed him. Well, not Christ's example, but cursed his knowing of him and declared that he didn't know him and called down curses and slanders upon himself. So don't be swayed or moved in your stance of, for Christ I live because other people aren't willing to go with you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Prepare your heart to be diligent. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11 tells us to be diligent, to make sure that we enter into God's rest. That's his perfect plan and his will Amen. every time. Put your your diligent effort, everything you've got 
to make sure that you are in line with him and you're walking with in line with the Holy Spirit and you're in the flow of grace that he's provided for you because there's a flow of grace, um, spiritual support, if you will. That's how I would describe grace in the context that I'm using it today. There's a, a flow of spiritual support that will lift you. It's like wind in your sails that God will give you to do the things that he's called you to do when you're walking in that grace and that flow in alignment with him and his purpose. Um, in the time and the season and the moment with him, he will give you grace to do it. Even if that's a longer standpoint than just a moment in time, he will give you grace. So make sure that you're diligent to enter into that place with him and stay there. Don't wash in and wash out. Don't change your mind. You are an elite warrior. You have to have one mind about that and that you're moving forward with the Lord at all times. Set your heart to endure. You are in a marathon. You are not in a sprint. There will be times that you do sprint, but the race is not over just because you ran real fast. And it's not just a marathon. <laughs> this this is the ultra marathon. This is a lifetime journey mm-hmm. and walk with the Lord, not a journey to make sure you finally come up to snuff and you're finally able to be used by God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying from the time you come to being an active um ready member and service member in the army of God to the time that he says, welcome in (laughs) to the kingdom, welcome into glory, thou good and faithful servant. There is going to be continual movement, continual progression. There is no retirement. There will be time of rest, but it's set at the intervals that God has prescribed it. And we'll talk about that shortly, Mm -hmm. but you are going until God says, well done. And that looks, and it'll take on different veins and, um, facets, different seasons of it, different times of it may be sprinting for this duration. And then you're going to slow your pace down and you're jogging and you're going to keep moving to recover. And then you're going to pick up that sprint again. Yeah. And so, so the rest may, may not look like what you consider it rest. It won't be on a chaise right. under an umbrella drinking, you know, um, <laughs> lemonade or <laughs> by the beach, right. no, or a lake. It won't be that, but it'll be a slower pace, but you're still running and moving forward. Mm. Um, that's something that the elite force knows. Well, jogging is a recovery. Absolutely. <laughs> when you've been sprinting for miles. Miles. So, um, <laughs> or, or doing a little force march. Could, that's uh, that's yes. right. Doing intervals, you will find that. But set your heart and your mind to endure, to be patient with God, and to finish the process, finish the race with Him. Last little tidbit: um, recognize when the adversary is bringing an attack against your mind. Many battles are won and lost in the arena of the mind of the believer. If the adversary can convince you that a lie is actually the truth, then you will acquiesce. That means you will sub, um, you'll succumb to his efforts and accept whatever lie he's trying to tell you. Put your shields up. The Lord, when he speaks, he speaks truth. He speaks faith and he speaks love. Even if it's something that you don't want to hear or you don't think it's nice sounding or pleasant, it's always going to produce faith hope, and love. And the greatest of these is going to be love and then truth. Go ahead, my love. So which is why Paul writes and says, take every thought captive, Mm -hmm. right? So how do we do that? No matter what the thought is, let it pass by before the Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord, what do you say about this? Is Mm -hmm. this from you? If you're Mm -hmm. not, especially if you're not sure, or or just Mm -hmm. why did I even now just think of this? Like, why did this come to my mind? Let the Lord have his say and reveal, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, that's not from me, or mm-hmm. yes, that is from me, mm-hmm. and now let's talk about that. Amen. 
Amen. And then um, one thing that the adversary will try to do is bring your past up before your face. Mm. He will try to flash images of um, things that were in your past or once was, things that you saw. And he will try to um, suggest things to you to make you think that you're guilty and you're dirty before him. Do not receive that. Reject it in the almighty name of Jesus. And one thing that I love about our Messiah, I love everything about him, but... This is a highlight for me, and it stands out in my mind that the Lord has used to set me free and deliver me at on all points is that he said, the ruler of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. And so yeah. if the adversary tries to overtake your mind or like um, it almost feels like a, a barrage at times, thoughts of guilt, shame, doubt, um, lack of worth, um, inability or thoughts or reminders of past mistakes that you made in your walk with the Lord, whether it be lying, being, you know, telling lies in your past or being dishonest or, um, even sexual immorality or any kind of perversion, anything like that. If the adversary tries to bring it up and you know that you've brought that under the blood of Jesus Christ, do not accept it. Don't entertain it for one second. And and you, rebut it and refute it and reject it by saying it has nothing in me. I am pure and clean and holy by the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. And I am already forgiven. And I have just shortened it to say that has nothing in me. Amen. And then I keep it moving and I thank God and I do not receive condemnation that the adversary is trying to bring because our God is not condemning us. He will correct us. He will convict us. But he does not condemn us. Absolutely. And anytime the Lord says, I have a an issue with something that you're doing, anytime God comes to correct you, he always shows you a path of restoration and reconciliation. You look through the scriptures and every time that they were in disjoint, um, they were disjointed from him, that anybody was, he said, hey, this is what you've opened up for yourself. Yep. The trouble that you have unleashed is coming, but return to me. And I'll return to you. Do these specific things Repent, in order to come whatever back. Whatever it is, he provides a way. Alignment. That's right. He provides a way of rest and, restoration and reconciliation because that's how our God, that's his mission. He wants us to be reconciled to him. He doesn't want us to be eternally separated. He's already declared that. So as you're going, um, put these things into practice now. Start mastering the area that God has already put in your, your arena. Your physical body, start right there. If you have children, master covering them down so that they are not sick. They don't have to be sick. God, Jesus already paid for that. Cover down your husband or cover down your wife. Cover down your dog. Cover down the ter- the territory of your yard and your space, your apartment, whatever it is, wherever you live, your car. Start bringing that under the the favor and the captivity of Christ that bringing it under the kingdom's authority and dominion and protection and spread your faith over those items, your bank accounts, your name, no identity theft, all that kind of stuff, cover it down, lock it down in the almighty name of Jesus Christ and secure it with the authority that he's already provided. And then master it, hold your ground and then ask God and be positioned and ready and wait for him to expand your territory. Well, I think that's all we had to say for today. Did you have something you wanted to close us off with, honey, on that? No, no. I, you did well, honey, honey. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Well, glory to God. the Lord, clearly, <laughs> working in and through you, as he always does. So, Amen. No. 
All right. Well, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take an opportunity to listen to them again. And I know that we have not um, done a lab in a while. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit on that. I haven't forgotten. We substituted case studies um, for the last um, thing that we did together. And we kind of did a case study today, but we will, we're going to walk in line and in step with the Holy Spirit on this. And we are going to let him guide us because I have a, a sense and a feeling that he's picking up the pace Amen. because he, he's ready for things to get done. And we're going to move with him and we're going to let our commander in chief continue to command. And we're going to say yes and amen. So we're looking forward to meeting up with you on the next episode. And we're so glad that you took the time to spend the day with us. And we appreciate you for that. We love you. And we're praying for you. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.